This is the Gently Mad, a show where I talk to and pick the brains of the smartest people running creative online businesses. Actually, not so much. If you're looking for that inspirational kick in the pants to help take your life and career to the next level, then this is probably not the place for you. To be perfectly honest, this podcast is about me. Hey, I'm Adam Clark, and I'm your host. Thanks for listening. I do talk to people on this show, but instead of that double rainbow of success BS that you'll get in most entrepreneurial shows, we talk about failure, self-doubt, and all the insecurities that we all have that keep us from doing much of anything with our lives. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then head over to avclark.com slash TGM and subscribe. Any actionable advice or helpful tips are simply a byproduct and purely unintentional. What is up, my friends? Welcome to The Gently Mad. I'm Adam Clark. Thanks for listening. This is... Well, hell, I don't even know what episode it is. I have to go to my own damn website to figure that out. <laughs> it's episode 36. Episode 36 of The Gently Mad. And I'll tell you what, it feels like episode 100. It has um, flown by these last few months. And in fact... This week, I decided to do something a little different for the Friday episode. I decided to invite my wife on and talk to her about what it's like on the other side of running a, uh, being an entrepreneur, running a freelance business, which is what I've done for six years um, up until the end of last year. And then this year, uh, shifting focus to making products and making this podcast and and doing that kind of work. And so I thought it'd be really interesting to get her perspective on what it's like being married to someone who does this kind of work. I get a lot of emails from you guys. A lot of you do. Some of you are young and you're just starting out and that's awesome. But some of you are just like me. You have families, you have responsibilities, and that can be very tough, very tough situation to be in when you're wanting to make a shift into a new career be it an entrepreneurial career or just a new job or whatever. So I thought I'd have uh, Jessica, my wife, on the line to just talk about that stuff. And honestly, I was really nervous about this because for those of you who are married, you know that your spouse knows you better than anyone else knows you. And I was afraid she was going to get on here and reveal all these embarrassing secrets. And she did talk about some stuff that I'm uncomfortable with, you know, flaws, faults that I have, and I'm uncomfortable with sharing those things. But it was fun. It was cool. I was glad to have her here. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But I want to say I've, I've mentioned this before, but I, uh, I want to call attention to a friend of mine, Stephanie Halligan. She has a newsletter called Art to Self. You can go to arttoself.com and check it out. And all of these links that I just mentioned, et cetera, will be in the show notes of this episode at abclark.com slash 36 if you want to go there and check that out. But she has a website called Art to Self, and it's a daily newsletter with a little artistic kind of cartoon doodle that she has drawn. And most of them are in that inspirational sort of vein, but not the cheesy inspirational like, you know, today is the last day or the, today is the first day of the rest of your life or whatever. Not No no bullshit like that. I mean, really good stuff. Like the one I received two days ago was called 
Embrace the Messiness, which is what I kind of took today's title from. And it was great. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of it for you here. I hope she doesn't mind that. But she says, well, this isn't how it was supposed to look right now. Life sure feels messy. I'm in the process of figuring things out. It feels messy when I say something aloud that I haven't really processed myself yet. It's messy when I'm working through a new project and it's not turning out quite right. And then things feel messy and disorganized when I most want clean and perfect. But life is messy. I'll always be figuring things out and nothing will ever be perfect. The mess is part of the process. The mess is change and a sign that life is reshuffling. And extreme messiness means that things will surely settle down soon. Everything will sort itself out eventually. In the meantime, embrace the mess. And I just can't say enough about how much I love her newsletter. She was on the show back on episode 29, which I will link to again in the show notes. You can find that there. And I would really encourage you, if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out because it was fantastic. And and Stephanie's a great girl. So check out arttoself.com, subscribe, donate. I've donated. I, I think I contribute three bucks a month, which is which is nothing. I wish I could contribute more right now, but I'm at least doing that because I, I want her to do well because what she's doing provides a lot of value. I look forward to getting her email every day because it's always going to be something that is meaningful to me and helps me. So go check out Stephanie's newsletter, artself.com. Okay, so um, I realize that these shows can be a bit depressing or morose, but you know, that's just because that's who I am. I, I live in a constant state of self-doubt and struggling, constant struggling to make sense of the world and make sense of my place in it and make sense of my work and how do I balance that with a family and all these things. So I understand that sometimes it can be like just, you know, geez, when is this guy ever going to move on and be okay with things? But it's, you know, it's not that way yet. I'm still in a period of extreme stress. This course, I'll tell you a little story, okay? So last week, um, I had potential partner with the course again. I I should learn by now, partnering with my course is just not going to work out. This wasn't going to be a partner in terms of someone who was going to help me make the course and share revenue and all that, but it was going to be a partner in promoting the course. And they kind of, you know, they we had a verbal agreement. I asked for a contract and they said, we don't really do contracts, which was my first red flag, but I felt like it was still worth doing. So I worked all, I changed my whole schedule around, worked all last week, stayed up all night Thursday night to get things ready, what they had asked to see. And I sent it to them. And on Friday, they, uh, this is why there was no episode Friday, because I was up all night Thursday night working on this. So Happy Sunday to those of you who are listening the day it was released. But come Friday, I didn't hear anything. I emailed or I mean, I Skyped uh, the particular person. And what I heard back was, uh, we have had the meeting. I'll get back to you later this afternoon, which was a very bad sign for me. Clearly, if it had been a yes, a success, then he would have said that then. 
And I admit, I got really angry. I got upset because I feel like, you know, it's just one fucking thing after another that does not work out. Things just keep going wrong with this course. But regardless, I did hear later, and it's a no-go, they decided not to partner with me on this. And it's frustrating. You know, it's really frustrating. And I'm really having a difficult time with it. And and we had a call and and they pretty much kind of ripped apart my course, you know, a lot of negative feedback. And I just, I I took it to heart and I, I was feeling really bad feeling like, you know, maybe this course is a piece of shit. Maybe no one is going to like it. And, you know, what's the point and all this stuff. And I reached out to a friend of mine, Jason Zook, who is previously Jason Surfer app. And it was very encouraging to know that even someone like him, who's had phenomenal success, made, made unbelievable amounts of money doing what he was doing. This particular company didn't want to work with him either. And that made me feel a lot better. Made me feel like, you know, his course, which is a great success, they didn't want it. And so it really helped me to know that what people think and what people want from me is not necessarily a sign that I suck. And that's really tough for me. You know, I I take, you know, criticism from people that I don't really know. I don't care about, but criticism from people that are friends or criticism from people that I assume really know what they're talking about is really hard for me to deal with because I feel like, well, they know what they're talking about, so they must be right. But that's not true, you know, and and we're about to get into a conversation with my wife. I decided to have Jessica on the on the show just because I thought it'd be interesting. And and, and her whole kind of advice to me is, you know what? don't worry so much about what people think. You're doing something good. You know that. You get a lot of positive feedback from what you're doing. So don't let the few people who don't like it send you spinning, like just completely mind fuck you and send you whirling. And I let that happen to me over the weekend. And I'm glad to say that I'm out of it at this point. I'm glad to say that I feel like what I'm working on is great and I should keep working on it. And just because one person doesn't like it, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. And that was kind of my wife's whole point and what we talked about here in a few minutes. It's not too long. We talked for about 15 minutes, but I just wanted to get her on the line and say, you know, I've never listened to a podcast where an entrepreneur or a product maker or a content marketer had someone close to them like that, like from their family on the show and talk about what is it like for you being my wife, you know, and living through my constant ups and downs and wine sessions and stuff like that. So it was really interesting to have Jessica on the show. She did reveal some things that I'm uncomfortable with sharing because they're faults in me, but I think it's worth sharing anyway. So that's what I'm going to do. Before we get to that, though, I want to jump into... This quick word from our sponsor, which is Fizzle. Fizzle uh, is offering you guys an amazing deal. Six weeks free. You can go to fizzle.co slash TGM and get six weeks for free. And it's it's a no-brainer. We've already got a great little community of Gently Mad listeners in there, and I hope you join us. We'll be right back here after this word from them and a great, awesome little interview that I did with someone who I think exemplifies 
why fizzle is so important. So we'll be right back after this. As many of you know, we're sponsored this month by Fizzle.co, a great educational resource for entrepreneurs. But if you're an entrepreneur or trying to be one, you know how time-consuming it can be. And sometimes it feels like the last thing you need is more information. And that was the case for Julia Tunstall, who runs, along with her husband, a website called abarabove.com, where they teach mixology. I listened to the Fizzle Show for about six months um, and never joined because I had no time for more content. <laughs> I was already content overloaded. I don't need more training courses, you know, all this stuff. But then something changed when Julia and her husband crashed a Fizzle party and she found something amazing, something most of us long for. I'll let her tell you the story. At the time, we were, my husband was employed as a bartender, bar manager. I was employed in a data geek role at a big biotech company, and um, nobody at our jobs got it. I mean, everybody kind of looked at us and went, oh, that's cute, you have a blog, that's adorable. And, um, you know, at at best they were kind of supportive, but thought we wouldn't make it. At worst, they were patronizing. And going to that happy hour, suddenly we were kind of with our own people again. And it was like, oh my gosh, these folks are out there. The little guys, you know, because you can find the gurus. It's really easy to find the gurus. But finding the other little guys, the other guys who are just still figuring this stuff out and trying to figure out how do I get my first hundred people on my list and all that stuff, um, they were there. They were in that bar and I got to meet them and it was amazing. Oh yeah, and that thing about time and not having enough of it, turns out Fizzle actually saves Julia time. I don't have anywhere else where I can post a question and say, I don't know what's going on, but for some reason when I do this technical thing and I post to Facebook, it doesn't work right. Does anybody else know how to fix this? And somebody will answer. Instead of me spending 17 hours on Google, digging <laughs> around uh, like forums and poking things, somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, who's fixed this in the past, will answer. And so actually having that kind of a community can save you a ton of time. Yeah, so what, what you thought was going to just take more time out of your day actually ended up saving you time. It's been incredible. And it also creates these amazing relationships. I found my mastermind group on Fizzle. I've made some incredible friends who will probably be lifelong friends. They've been your friends for years now. Um, and, you know, these, these are our people. Um, they're all they're all hiding online and, they, you know, working from home, um, working for themselves. Uh, they're not in the Starbucks. They're not in your office. They're, they're somewhere else in a, in a lonely office somewhere. And I, I found that Fizzle is kind of the way to find them and, and say hello. So maybe you're that lone wolf who doesn't need anyone and can do it all yourself. But I know that I'm not that guy. And I don't think most of you are either. I need people. People need people. Just ask Barbara Streisand. And Fizzle is the place to find those people. And they're doing something really cool just for TGM listeners. You can get a six-week free trial. No contracts, no strings attached. Six weeks free where you can go in and check out everything they have to offer, the community, the courses, all of it for free. Just go to fizzle.co slash TGM and sign up for your free trial. And once you're there... Look me up, and I'd love to connect with you on the other side there and and engage in the forums and help you out in any way I can. So again, fizzle.co slash TGM. 
Get in on your free trial. It's a no-brainer. Just do it. All right? Do it. All right, guys. I'm going to jump right into it with my wife. This is uh, Jessica Clark. She has been phenomenal partner to me in life. And she's not so much involved in my business, but she's there to help me and to support me and comfort me through the times that are very difficult. And this was a fun little conversation to have her uh, on the show and give kind of her perspective of what it's like being on the other side, being the spouse of someone who's trying to make a go at online business and entrepreneurship. So let's get to it. Here's, here's, here's my conversation with my wife, Jessica Clark. I'm really nervous about having you on here because I'm afraid that you're going to reveal things about me that uh, are negative. Are you going to be mean in this? I'll be honest. This feels a little bit like a therapy session. Well, that's just because you're sitting on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm at my desk, which is just the only way I could set up the microphones. So. I wanted to talk to you. I thought it would be interesting because I talk a lot about doing all this business stuff and trying to create these products and make these things. And that's not something you're really involved in at all, but it does affect you because mm-hmm. I work a lot and I definitely come to you and tell you when I'm when I'm down or really struggling and things like that. I don't know. I just thought it'd be interesting to get a picture of what it's like to be sort of the spouse of someone who's trying to create a business or be self-employed or be an entrepreneur, even if it is negative, you know, maybe what kind of toll that takes on a family because we're not like rolling in money. Yeah. You know, and I've been doing this for six years, Mm -hmm. you know, ever since pretty much since... Like the first two years that we were married, I had a job, had a couple different jobs, and then decided to do my own thing. So it's been a long time where it's like yeah, a bit unstable, irregular paychecks, all sorts of um, weekends working. Well, I think that it requires, as a spouse, to be a spouse to someone who is self-employed, it requires certainly a lot of patience and just a lot of understanding. I mean, and there's going to be conflict, you know, when trying to figure out that groove and, you know, while you're trying to figure out your schedule. And I think just being in a relationship with any sort of creative person, you have to be prepared for odd hours and... Well, how about this? What do you... um And see, I tell people that's one of the greatest things about you is that you're not a typical, I don't know how to put it exactly. Like I've known girls or I dated girls in college or whatever who were very, like they would never have been able to survive this. You know, they'd always be worried about um, where's the money going to come from and how are we going to do this? And just really, you know, nervous about those kind of things. And you've always just kind of put a lot of trust in me and just maybe sometimes somewhat irresponsibly but just kind of always had a lot of trust and just like you knew I'd figured out and you just always been very supportive of whatever it was that I wanted to do whatever crazy idea I had next you were always okay with yeah. 
Is that is that honestly the way you feel or are you just saying those things, you know, to try to not make it harder for me? I just think that's the kind of person I am. I'm really go with the flow and I really trust you. I've never experienced like in all the your endeavors, it's never felt like this negative experience where I've really been concerned. The only time I've been concerned is lately when you have been so stressed <laughs> out because <laughs> I've, I've just never seen you this like this. Like what? This this stressed out, this anxious. I feel like you're angry. You're angry a lot. You're yeah. just kind of ornery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like it? Like in what way? Like just uh. Just you don't. You have a very short fuse. Yeah, which is which is really weird because I feel like I've always been someone who's had a very long. Fuse. I know. Like it takes a lot to get me to the point where. You know, doors start getting slammed or whatever. I know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that has changed. But just yesterday, I'd stayed up all night working on something and I woke up to an email. It was really negative about what I had created or made. It wasn't, you know, just kind of ripping it apart. And it just made me really, I don't know. At that point, it just, sometimes it seems like everything keeps going wrong. I didn't get depressed over that. I just got really angry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is just ridiculous. You know, I'm sick of things always going wrong. And I was kind of stomping around the house and mm-hmm. slamming doors and stuff. But I don't know. Would you say that's the worst? What's the hardest part of this? You're just working all the time. And it's really been that way. It has. I don't remember it always being that way. I know you've been an entrepreneur for many years, for most of our marriage. But I don't remember you all working this much. The past year has been no dinners together, you know, we don't have time in the evenings. It's just kind of random when we can spend time together. That's the stuff you're not supposed to say. (laughs) Well, but I think that's you (laughs) being, I think you're really dedicated. I think a lot of your heart is in this right now. And I understand that. I support that. I think you have just put so much of yourself into this that that's just the way it is. But I think it's crossed a line, though. Yeah. I personally feel like it's crossed a line where, you know, if it doesn't end soon, I'm going to, you know, I feel like I'm just going to crack. Yeah. You know, and it has been a long time of just kind of um, working constantly and... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a line there, though. I mean, I don't know. There's, I mean, I, I feel like it's okay if there's a, if there's a period of time where it's like, okay, I'm going to be in the office a lot because I'm making this course right. or whatever. But it just seems like it's dragged on for so long, mm-hmm. even though it's really only been like since the end of November. So it's been um, three, not just about three months, but it feels like it's been a year. It, I think it has been a year. I think it's been a year that... So whatever happened a year ago, I don't know, that you just poured yourself into your work, whether I don't I don't think it was anything between us. I think it was just the stress of you to provide and maybe a bit of workaholic in there 
you know? Yeah, I guess I should say it's only been three months since I've been actively working on this course in the podcast, but it was a couple months before that. It was like the end of the summer when I was trying to figure out what the next phase is and be in the middle of trying to figure that out. We didn't have any money, so I was really stressed about money. I was working a lot trying to figure out how we were going to get money in the meantime. And I, you know, I guess it just comes with the territory. I don't, I don't know, but the depression, the, the anger, because, you know, it's not going the way you had hoped it would go. Those things, those things have been the worst part lately and not just kind of, you know, trusting and, and I don't know, I guess the reason why I'm able to be married to someone who does this is that in my heart, I don't know why I've always felt like things are going to be okay. What would you say the best thing is about this kind of lifestyle that we have where I work for myself? I mean, there's certainly a lot of stress, but there are good things about this too. Yeah. I don't know. What What would you say? Well, um, when things are, I mean... I think it is very flexible. I know this past year hasn't been very flexible, but for the most part, it's been, um, you know, we've been able to go places and do things while you are still able to work, you know, and maybe, um, you know, some of the conferences you go to be able to travel places that maybe we wouldn't have normally gone to. And Well, I kind of want to ask you just like, in your opinion, would you rather me just go get a job somewhere and work nine to five and, you know, make a whatever salary and just, um, you know, come home, you know, every day at five thirty and kind of like the, you know, like what our parents did, the yeah. honey, I'm home kind of thing. Would you rather me do that? Or, or do you like the life that we have? I want you to do whatever makes you happy. And I think that, Right now, this isn't making you happy, but that doesn't mean I want you to go get a nine to five job. And I don't think a nine to five job would make you happy. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I would hate that, but. But I'm not so worried about our lives that I'm thinking Adam needs to figure something out now. Yeah. He needs to go get a job and figure it out. Do you think that you would ever tell me that, though? Like, do you think it. You think it could you see it getting bad enough where you would be like, listen, I know you really don't want to just go get a job, but this is like not working and it seems like it's killing you and you just need to figure out something different. Yeah, I would tell you that. But so what is it? You know, I don't know. Do you have any worries about this? Do you are there things that I keep worry. you up at night or? Well, it's hard to keep me up at night, so there's not much. That's true. <laughs> can keep me up at night. But it's hard to get you awake for anything these days. I uh, I worry about your health. Yeah. And I worry about your mental health. You think I'm going crazy? <laughs> I just see you as really unhappy. And as putting that your work is... I, it seems like you feel like your work is what's going to make you happy when there's so much more in your life that could make you happy and that's yeah. there for you and wants you. <laughs> the, well, there, there, there are things that want well, me. You what know, are you talking about? Me and the girls and just, you know, <laughs> your 
very blessed. <coughs> you know, you have a wonderful life. And I think your work is what you put all your stock in. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's what I put all my stock in or it's a thing that I think will make me happy, but it's just like, I feel like I have to do it because if I don't, then we don't have any money, yeah. you know? And so like, I don't have an option to not do it. And, yeah. and I'm trying to, but you can't leave it. Yeah. That's really hard to do because there's just always when you're self-employed, there's just, there's a never ending amount of work to do. There's just always more work to do. Does the fact that we're having another child now, given the kind of work that I do, does that, does that worry you? No, maybe it should, but I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like, you know, having, I know what it costs and, and after the baby's born and what it takes and what it means to have a baby Um, and especially having two older girls I don't know in my my mind it's gonna it's not it's not gonna be that disruptive but maybe I should start thinking differently I think it's gonna be really disruptive (laughs) (laughs) but I have confidence in you and I in all your endeavors I've never seen you just really fail and not that that would ever never have that could never happen or that and maybe that will happen but even if that does happen I know that you still there's still so much more you have to offer that's what mom always says too yeah there's more (laughs) there's more of you to offer than this course you know yeah I just feel like I'm all I feel like I'm I had all these plans. I'm completely wrapped up in this course, you yeah. know, and I was going to sell this thing. And, you know, that was what I, how we were going to make money this year is I have like four different income streams I'm working on. But the main one was going to be this course. And yeah, I, I, I just it's, it's different. It's like when I this is like something this is my own product. So when I have someone look at it and I and I get negative feedback or, or people shoot it down or whatever, it's a lot harder to deal with than like a client work where there's a client and they're giving me some problems or, you know, whatever that, I don't know. I can, I guess I'm sort of, I've got thick skin to that, but this is the first product I've ever made. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any advice for me? What should I do? I tell you all the time <laughs> to be, you know, aware of this neg- these negative thoughts. They come in your mind, acknowledge them, let them go their way and, and just not get so, wrapped up in and what other people are thinking and and what what this is going to do and what's going to what what the end result is going to be because ultimately like if it doesn't work out then I'll just figure something else out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Jessica, my wife, for coming on the show and sharing her thoughts. I do appreciate that. I hope that was insightful to you guys who may be in the same situation that we're in. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to a couple people uh, who jumped on board and donated to the show. David Tennant and James, I really appreciate you guys donating You know, a few bucks to the show. It really means a lot to me. And um, if you're interested in doing that, you can go to abclark.com support. 
and support the show if it means something to you. If it does mean something to you, then I would love for you to leave a review and a rating in iTunes and tell other people about it. That's the best way for this show to get in front of new people. You can follow along on Twitter by following me, A.V. Clark, or the show, TGM Podcast, and also on Facebook, facebook.com slash TGM Podcast. And I would love to connect with you there. Be sure and check out the Fizzle offer, fizzle.co slash TGM. That ends soon. So it's just a no-brainer offer. Just go to that URL, get your six weeks for free, and check it out and see what you think. I think you're really going to love it. So thanks for listening. I hope you have a great Sunday, and I will see you tomorrow, Monday, with an incredible conversation that I had with Josh Shipp, who is a, an author and host of a TV show and just all kinds of stuff. We, we had an amazing conversation. I think you're going to really like it. So again, thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. I'm sort of just an old guy with a big tongue. That's I'm just a big old tongue old man. That's all that is. Um, that's sort of how many words am I at?